You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this evening we want to still look at that story like we said on Sunday. There's just so much. I forgot I would have encouraged us to read the entire book so that Maybe even this evening will just be discussions. But one of the foundational things we'll pick from the book of Esther, if you notice there, they didn't really refer to anything spiritual in the sense of let's, you know, and God intervened. They just, you know, told us a story. But we looking at it and having the spirit of God and it being in the word of God, we see that it's God orchestrating everything. And that is where we began on Sunday, where we say is that God, God's counsel, what, shall stand. Proverbs 19.21. Let's have the King James Version. Let's establish this. It said there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, what? The counsel of the Lord that shall stand. And in Job 42 verse 2, Job told us something. He said something there. Job speaking to us, he mentioned, he said, he says, I know that God can do everything and no thought of his word can be withheld. You can give us the New King James now, or even Amplified. It says, no purpose of yours can be withheld. Some translations will say, can be upset. Some translations can say, can be restrained. Some translations say, can be thwarted. No purpose of God. And we know that God created everything. And God is Alpha and his word. Our sister came reminded us, no matter the situation you find yourself in, heaven is not there trying to find out what is happening there. They already knew what would happen. And in that situation, God has a plan. So when this story began to unfold, and all the Hamans and all of them were imagining all they do, God had a plan. Praise the Lord. And God always has a plan. For our country, Nigeria, God has a plan. For your family, God has a plan. For your finances, God has a plan. For your healing, God has a plan. Somebody will be healed tonight in Jesus. There is a plan. God has a plan. There is nothing, you know, that is confusing him. And the best of the news is that that plan is not even a plan that is going to be unfolded. That plan is in Christ Jesus. And in him is yes and amen. So somehow it's already won. Praise the Lord. That's the angle where some people teach us that we don't fight for victory. We fight from what? Victory. Because this fight or this thing, this plan God has, he has already finished and he has won. Praise the Lord. However, just like when you, how many of us have killed a chicken before? Or fowl before? Is it, what's the better name to call it? Is it chicken or fowl or, or bird? Whatever. Eh? Fowl. Okay. You've killed a fowl before. You know that the fowl is more active after the neck has been cut off. That's where the devil is. Praise the Lord. He has but a short time. So all the kicking and all of that, and that's why the end of the days will be more, you know, uh, uh, perilous. Because he's kicking because he knows that very soon his end will come. And there will be no memory of him. No memory. The final thing we're going to see, the Bible says, that we're going to look and say, is that the devil? Is that the cockroach? Praise the Lord. So all of that he's doing, God has already won. Praise the Lord, somebody. God has already won. Psalm 33 verse 11. From verse 10, you can give us from verse 10. Psalm 33. It says, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples 
of no effect. 11. He said the counsel of the Lord does what? Stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Let's see that verse 11 in NLT, please. It says, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can what? Never be shaken. Sila. Let me explain that scripture so you get the way it is. God said to Abraham, your descendants shall be what? Slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. Okay? And then afterwards, I'm going to bring them out with great possessions. Now, how would this happen? We weren't told. But what we know was that there was a family and there was a little boy who was having, you know, grandiose dreams. Okay? He would eat the XX food that the mother was giving him because, you know, the father was partial to the mother. And then he will sleep and dream of himself as a big guy. Now, he tells this story to his brothers. His brothers become jealous. His brothers decide, let's kill him. For some reason, they could not carry out the plan of killing him. So they sold him as a slave, isn't it? In all of that, they were all acting their different wicked paths and wicked intentions. But God was in heaven smiling because his plan was that what? This boy is going to penetrate Egypt. How else would a Jew? The Bible tells us that the Jews were abhorrent to the Egyptians. So how else could he have gotten into the system? Not an accord. They won't enter into political alliance. So the only way they will accept an abhorrent Jew was as a slave. So the only visa that will bring Joseph into Egypt was slavery. So he entered as a slave. Entering there, they gave him work. Maybe the first job they gave him was clearing. Have you kept dogs before? How many of us kept, you know, animals? When you keep dogs, the lowest of job is cleaning where they live because they will, you know, mess up. So he started from there. But the way he took care of the dogs, the skin of the dogs and the hairs were looking better than that of Potiphar's children. They promoted him from keeping dogs. That's how slowly he rose in the system. And news started making around that these Jews that are abhorrent to us, there's one of them that is different too. And he became the managing director of Potiphar's estate. Not only that, the woman even saw that body-wise, this guy was cool as well. So all their reservations about Jews wiped off. And that was first phase. The second phase was now, he has entered Egypt. How does he get to the palace? So Potiphar's wife began her own. From there, he went to prison. The Bible says, the Lord's plan stands what? Firm. His intentions can never be what? Shaken. Egypt, this boy will rule over you. The, whether he goes through Keke or Gokada or Uba or Taxify or whatever, that's secondary. God's intention is that this Joseph will do what? Will rule in Egypt so that they can preserve the people of Abraham that God said many years ago. I seen the way it works. So tonight we come to see that in God's word, there is a grand scheme. There is a grand scheme. There is a grand scheme. Hallelujah. There is a big scheme playing out even in Nigeria today. I told us many years ago that in Nigeria what is happening is that God wants to do a new thing in Nigeria. But he's sifting because a lot of people we had thought we are something. But you see, God in his mercy, you know, like the woman, is it cleaning granite or whatever? He's throwing up things. And then the chaff is being separated from the wheat. 
So we are seeing, we taught the judiciary, you know, we, he's doing things and we're seeing that, ah, no hope here, no hope here, no hope here, no hope here. Then all of a sudden, we are now turning, everybody's turning their eyes on who? On the only one that can bring change. That's what is happening. So there's a grand, grand plan. God wants to be glorified. The most populous black nation, many of us here as young Christians, what we kept hearing was that God's last time agenda is dependent on Nigeria. That the revival will begin here. And you think the devil wasn't hearing that as well. But you see, the devil is not stupid, but he's retarded. He's perspectively retarded. In the sense that he's short-sighted. Concerning the plans of eternity, he's always coming short. So he always aborts things in the noun to aid it in eternity, thinking that he's aborting eternal plans. That's why he would crucify Jesus Christ, thinking that killing Jesus, he will stop another Lazarus from being raised from the dead. Not knowing that by killing Jesus, we all were going to be raised from the dead by that very act. He's short-sighted. He can't see. So he brings the attack. What is happening now is that the church in Nigeria is coming back to what the church is about. At least we have two people that have held on to their faith in the face of death. We have Liana and we have Andimi and many more. Praise the Lord. So we must establish there's nothing that is haphazard. God is at work. Okay? God is at work. God is at work. What does that say to you and I? The other part to it is that in this God's work, nobody is condemned to any role. Nobody is condemned to any role. Pharaoh did not have to die in the Red Sea. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he will harden his heart. The Bible says God will harden his heart. You know why? Because what you choose to do, like, you know, God said to those building the Tower of Babel, he says what they propose to do cannot be what? Withheld from them. What you propose to do, God can't withheld it from you. Why didn't God, the very first day, kill Pharaoh? He was working miracles, you know, signs and wonders, little by little, so that Pharaoh can fall on his knees and say, I thought I was God. I thought the sun was God. I thought the moon was God. I thought the Red Sea was, or whatever. But now I see there is a bigger God. But he wouldn't do that. Even his magicians repented. His magicians came and said to him, Pharaoh, something is happening here. What we see here now is not magic. This is nothing else but what? The finger of God. What do you think that is? It's confession. But Pharaoh would not. So what am I saying? In this grand agenda that God is unfolding in his world, nobody is sentenced to play any role. Everybody can choose the side he will play on. It doesn't matter where you're born into. I told us from the account of the Exodus, there were many who were not Jews that went with them. The Bible called them the mixed multitude. Which means in that congregation that were baptized in the Red Sea, that congregation that traveled in the wilderness, there were people from all nations, all people who acknowledged God as God. Praise the Lord. So a grand plan is there, and people are choosing their roles every day. People are choosing their roles. And as you choose your role, like the Englishman would say, as you make your bed, so what will happen? So you will lie on it. So as people choose their roles, either tempted by, you know, things that are fleeting or being moved by eternal things, they will come to find out when time ends, decide they fell on. But I know that because you're here and because you're in Christ Jesus, you have chosen the right path in the name of Jesus. 
Now, the other part of it is that in this role, some people have the privilege of becoming icons or pillars that many others will stand on, on which group we find Joseph. So Joseph, by reason of his own cooperation with God, the rest of his family, the rest of his nation was able to be saved. Praise the Lord. Now, I leave that on the side, so let me make this point before we come and try and put everything together because I just would like us to pray so that we all fulfill a purpose in Jesus' name. Let me make this very important point as a background also to what we learned on Sunday. The Spirit of God was ministered to me. He said, the people of God, the people of God at all times, in all generations, in everywhere, have never lost out, very important, because their enemies were strong or stronger or mighty or more numerous. The people of God have never lost out because the enemy was something. It has never happened. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, I've used this illustration. I'll use it again. In a movie, has the actor ever been defeated because the people were more than him? Has he ever been defeated? Even when he takes gunshot, he won't die. The others, the gun passes by their side, they die. Isn't it? Why? Because the director of the movie had chosen from before the movie began that this man, when all is over, will be standing. Isn't it? Uh -huh. So even if he enters water, eh? all of a sudden they'll find out that there was a submarine that spawned many years ago that was in the water. He will enter there. Now God in his own didn't send submarine. He sent a fish. So Jonah was in water. God did what? Sent a fish. So the director of this movie has said or has made it that no time in the account of history and the word of God that the people lost and they said the enemies were mighty. That's why. It has never happened. Let me give you a simple statement that will help you. In the account of Gideon, in the book of Judges, the Bible said, when Gideon, you know, after the angel had appeared to him and says, by you I'm going to give victory, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, no, don't tell me that. I mean, I'm the least, my father's house is the least and all of that. Finally, when he got up to go for God, and he mustered how many? 30 something thousand troops. The, what did the Lord say to him? The Lord said to Gideon, he said, the people that are with you are what? Are too many for me to give the victory. That is very important. Don't forget that statement. In every battle, it's God that gives victory. No battle is won because of the number of people. No battle is won because of how long they took to plan. It doesn't happen. It is God that determines victory. It's like the vote in the National Assembly. No matter the years and the nays, it's the speaker or the, uh, the president that determines which one he heard louder. Is it not? <laughs> Even if one person shouts, yeah, he said that one was ringing in my ear. The ears have it, or the eyes. Simple. No battle. Can't read the script. It has never been. So, why are battles, or why do God's people lose battles? They lose battles simply because God is not able to find a man or a people cooperating with him. Where he can't find somebody, then. It's a pity. Jesus and his army can never be conquered. But there can be walkovers. Which means nobody showed up. Tell yourself I will always show up. The testimony my brother has in his office now about the boss Allah is that he showed up. Many times we don't show up. We don't knock on that door. We don't make the request. And you tell yourself I know they will never agree. This is impossible. You see you make that judgment and that becomes it. 
is a walkover. You never appeared. But the Spirit of God is saying to you today, if you appeared, you'll find out that they will kick 500 balls to your goalpost. It will keep hitting the bar. If it doesn't hit the bar, some, somebody who was injured will be offside. You know how this football thing plays out? When they now get a good goal, one line man somewhere will raise his flag. And you'll be wondering, what can stop this goal? They will show you, they say the person was offside. Maybe the guy was trying to yawn like this. His finger just crossed. Praise the Lord. So, God's people, we are more than what? Conquerors. We always win. There is no enemy. No gang up. They say the whole of the people. Pastor now reminded us. 185. You know in that account when Sennacherib was harassing Hezekiah and the people of the Jews. He said to them, he said, I will give you horses. What we're saying was that today's language, it says, I will give you fighter planes. I will give you armor tankers. If you can get enough soldiers, drivers to drive them. That's how superior the Syrian army was. And he told them track record. He said, every nation that we had passed on our route to arrive here, we crushed them. So, you could say this was an army that had invisibility. They were unstoppable. But you see, when he came to God, he's the one who wrote the story. Praise the Lord. And he determines which way to bring victory. This case, he sent a messenger. You know angel is messenger. He said, where is Okoronko? Okon. Okon the messenger. Please go and address that. In some of them, they decide to they create drama. It's okay, okay. They needed water, right? It's okay. Let's give them water and let's use this water that we're giving them to get the victory. So he will give water. The enemy army will see water and think it's blood. And then they'll start rejoicing. Before you know it, they start killing one another. In another one, he puts confusion in their heads. They will wake up. Their commander has been killed. Then the other people say, why did you kill our commander? He said, we didn't kill our commander. Then Amon man saying, you know, they'll start killing each other. What happened? God gets the victory. I want us to establish tonight the sovereignty of God over every circumstance, over every situation. Be it national, be it multinational, be it global, be it personal. The reason something has not is not because it's difficult. That healing is not difficult. That provision is not difficult. That marriage, there is nothing difficult for with God. Nothing shall be what? Impossible. The person who made the whole thing, is it repair he cannot do? In also his assembling cars, is it mechanic workshop that he cannot have for his car? Have you thought about it? So the problem still goes back to, there is a way he has written the solution will come. Will I follow it? Will I play along with him? Will I enter into that role that the director has reserved? So in Numbers 14, which is the text the Lord had given to us concerning our country. In Numbers 14, from Numbers 13, after the spies had gone out and come back, the last few verses, where they said they saw the giants, and they were mighty. And they themselves were like what? Grasshoppers. When Joshua was going to address the situation in Numbers 14, verse 6. Go to Numbers 14, 6. Let me show you what he said. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. Verse 7, please. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is what? An exceedingly good land. Okay? You see, one of the mistakes we make is this. 
when something is difficult, psychology, human psychology, saw grapes. How many of us know saw grapes? You say there's nothing there. Now, there are two different things. Like, maybe I, I need to, you know, explain it. Prosperity, money, wealth is not bad. Do you understand? But like the woman that said, when they tell him what it now takes to get, he said, keep it there. If it will mean compromise, if it will mean missing eternal, you know, my place in eternity, then let it go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, it's important as believers, we agree with some situation. They say this land is good. They didn't say it's a useless land. Let's be going. They said this land is what? You know the other people, because of fear, they said this land, it's its inhabitants. They were lying. They were lying because they saw inhabitants there. And the inhabitants, they saw they were giants. It means this land, instead of eating its inhabitants, makes the inhabitants strong and big. So they quench their desire because of their unbelief. Tell somebody, don't quench your desire because of your unbelief. You see, there are choices to be made. When the Bible tells us of the fate of Moses, the Bible didn't say the food in Pharaoh's house was useless. The Bible didn't say the gold that they had in the palace was China gold. The Bible said Moses forsaken passing pleasures of Egypt. Counting better, you know, to be identified with the reproaches of God's people. It was a choice, clearly. This one is good though, but I'm making my choice. It's very important so that we can save ourselves from, you know, the spirit of timidity and fear. Okay? So you must certainly, they said it's a good land. In fact, exceedingly what? Good land. Because God knows what he made. Praise the Lord. You go to marry a sister, brother, and the sister can say, look at her K-leg. Didn't you see the K-leg before? Then you start, you know, bad-mouthing her everywhere. That sister is useless. That sister is useless. She's not useless. She's just um, refused you. If she refuses you, and you go about saying, that wonderful sister, if only she had said yes, maybe the best of the air will take that news to her. And then her heart will be touched. She'll come back to you and say, bro, Jimmy, I'm really sorry. I think I love you. Eh? Let the sister not become useless because she said what? Uh-huh. Not because you're trekking. When Caspar I say, look at that car, he can even break down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? You look at the beautiful house that your neighbor has. You say, what is there in the house? You can buy house. Can you buy sleep? Abba, even in your gate house, can you buy sleep? Is there any, is there any place that buys sleep? Praise the Lord. So the acknowledge is what? An exceedingly good land. Verse 8. Now this is where the battle is. It says, if what? The Lord delights in us. If the Lord delights in us, then what? He will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with what? Milk and honey. If the Lord delights in me, that's where the battle is. And for the church in Nigeria, this is where our fight is. The, the, the Lord was ministering to He said, the, the, we, we don't have a problem between Christians and Muslims in Nigeria. I'm sure you know that. We have problem between light and darkness. Now, everybody that is not in the light is in the dark. And these dark people or these people in darkness, they have one commander. He's the devil. And they don't even know what they're doing. What Jesus said still holds today. Father, what? 
Forgive them. They don't know. Look at the praise and worship we had today. How many Muslims I hear they are trying to do praise and worship in their mosque. I wonder who they'll be singing to. Is Muhammad happy? Whoever they're calling, is he happy? Is he reigning? Somebody is in pain in fire. You're clapping and singing with his name. You'll be adding, you know, insult to injury. Do you understand? We don't have a problem with them. It's the devil. It's the devil. So we have to be careful. At no point must we see anybody as our enemy. We have one enemy and the enemy is the devil. Now that enemy, the devil, is a deceiver. He deceives people into thinking that by fighting you, by fighting light, they are going to enter into light. But no, he's pushing them more into darkness. Praise the Lord. So very important we get that. So it says, if the Lord delights, so it's not a fight, we're not on one side, and they might be the front. But if we lose focus, what is going to happen is this. If we lose focus and we think, you know, some people are not agreeing or understanding what I'm saying. I'll explain. If we lose focus and we think we are fighting Muslims and you now start fighting them, you know what is going to happen? You will now shift commanders because Jesus loves them and you were like them until Jesus saved you. And Jesus has one agenda. He came to seek and to save and who is as lost as those who are killing people of light? So you and I must never be on the side that want to finish them. Protection is okay. Preservation is okay. But please don't forget that Jesus loves them. And they don't know what they are. The way you beat a child, you know, I can't remember where I was. But there was this young child, you know, you know these young children that are very expressive. And the mother was wearing this type of skirt. The young child was calling the mother. So the mother didn't hear. He put up, you know, tried to pull up her skirt. Will that mother beat the child to death? Let it be a 16-year-old boy that will do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are doing terrible things. But you must concede that they don't know what they are doing. So you can restrain them just like that child will be restrained and reprimanded. But not the way somebody who is doing it with full intention and knowledge of what he or she is doing. You know why that's important? Before you know it, you can shift from one side to the other. You can shift from one side to the other. L l let me tell you, anything a believer does that is not motivated by love, you know it's sin. Faith works by what? The Apostle Paul says, if I had enough faith to move mountains, if I could speak in the tongues of angels and of men, that means if I could stand here now and preach 5% of the sermon in German, 5% in, you know, in Spanish, the other 5% in uh, Urobo, you know, Robo Wado, uh -huh. and do all of that, you know, do all kinds of things. If I have no love, it says I've just made noise. So we must be careful. You know, I mentioned, you know, just to help some people here. The way I mentioned the VP and the rest of them and the prayer, I pray for them every day. For those who are Christians, I pray for a sense of purpose. I pray for more grace. I pray that their eyes will be open. For those who are not Christians, I'm praying for mercy, that they will sleep and have a vision. And, on, you know, see what we have seen. See what I've seen. Praise the Lord. That you can never remove that. So there is love there at the background. But there are matters to be discussed. And that matter, peradventure, the best of the air will make them here. So that they can do right. Praise the Lord. The same way Mordecai had to remind Esther, please don't be carried away. That's why we say the things we are saying. We want them to succeed. Their failure will not add anything to my table. You know, sometimes it's good to be very plain. I remember those days where from military government, every change of government, you're clapping, you're happy. You know, Nigerians are happy no matter what happens. 
You know, do you know why they are happy anytime government changes? They are hoping that the new list of governors that will come out and ministers, maybe one of their uncles or their brothers, you see one colonel, Ilama. Hey, hallelujah. My own done better. Hmm? Or Major General Cheke. Everybody's just hoping. Let these people fall. Let space be made. Let's see who is coming. But I found out by experience that no matter who comes, unless the Lord, unless the Lord one builds, uh-huh. if the Lord does not remember, even if they put your brother there, he will delete your number. <laughs> you know, so we have to be careful of wickedness. Ah, let PDP go. Let APC, APC has come. Let APC go. Hoping that maybe when these people come. If you keep hoping that, your disappointment, our brother will keep enlarging. Say we lift our eyes unto the Lord. From whence comes what? Our help. Our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens. So we can never allow hatred. Yes, the terrorists are Muslims. There is an agenda against Christianity in the country. Nobody can doubt that. You know, how many of us saw the presentation of the new visa policy, you know, on television and in the news? All the people who lined up there, is there any Christian? Nobody. From, you know, president to uh, John Pampas VP, all the people that are there. Jesus said, so there is an agenda. But they don't know what, if they knew better, they will call Christians and say, please, genuine Christians, come and take the realm of Nigeria. You know why? It will be better for everybody. If they don't know, let them ask Potiphar. Potiphar saw that his house was more prosperous under Joseph the Jew. Laban, in all his wayo, in all his, um, you know, crookedness, realized that his house, his business was what? Better under Jacob. You can't put a man that God has anointed down and be enjoying. It's not possible. If they knew better, they will call a conference, say, Christian, find amongst you the anointed ones. Let them come and head every agency. But they don't know. Praise the Lord. So we are not fighting them in a sense. We are resisting their agenda. But we're not fighting them. We're resisting the agenda. We're resisting, you know, the wicked ones amongst them. We want to restrain their influence. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me tell you this story. I, I hope I remember this story very well. There's a man who had a neighbor. And this neighbor had wild hunting dogs. You know, a lot of wild hunting dogs. And they had a fence in between. But this fence was high. But the dogs from time to time could get over it. And then this man had kept herds. He kept sheep, okay? So from time to time at intervals, this neighbor's wild dogs, hunting dogs, would jump over the fence and kill his, you know, sheep. And he went on and on. So he went to report to a wise old man in the village. And the man said, there is a way we can do this. We can take this report formally and, you know, an injunction or something will be put in place so that this neighbor either will be made to relocate or be made to, you know, harness his dogs or whatever. But he said, can I tell you one that will win him over without any thought But He said, yes. He advised the man with sheep. He said, next time that your sheep has um, kids, he said, take some of the kids of your sheep and go and give it as gift to this man. So this happened. His sheep had kids. And he took some of them, about four or five of them. The man had little children. He gave each one one. And they became so fond 
of these gifts. And they will be playing with the, you know, the little sheep, the little lamb, playing with the little lamb, playing with the little lamb. And then this man who had the dogs realized that any time the dogs see the lambs, they want to go and eat them. So you know what he did? He built a strong cage for the dogs. So his dogs were either in the cage or outside hunting. In his own compound, they did not come out for the sake of what? The little lambs that had been given as gift to his son. That was the last time the dogs were free to roam. And that was the last time they could jump over the fence. Now, you know what happened? Because of that gift, when the man now went hunting, when he got game that was really good, he said, this my neighbor is too wonderful. He will now take the best of the antelopes that he caught and go and give us gifts to this his neighbor. So what has happened? An enemy has been canceled and made a friend. Which one would you rather have? An enemy destroyed or an enemy converted to friend? So that's how the neighbors began to enjoy themselves. That is Christianity. It says, overcome what? Evil with good. Overcome evil with good. And like we learned over the Christmas holiday, when these demands are placed on us, we don't have to go to the market to buy the enablement to do it. We just have to look in what? The Apostle Paul was telling us, or is it Apostle Paul or T- Peter? He was saying to us, he said, remember you were once like that. You were once a blasphemer. You were once injurious. You were once wicked. You know, some of us used to also, you know, go to churches not to worship God, but to do other things. Eh? So you were once like that. So when you look at where God has brought you from, he said from there, take credit and give to the people. Praise the Lord. Take credit. That colleague of yours that is so difficult, don't wish for him to be sacked or for her to be sacked. You can convert him with love, with kindness. You know, slay him with a sword of kindness. You know, when we do that, we begin to enter into the spirit of Jesus Christ. We know this account, Luke 9, Luke 9 verse um, 54. Jesus had wanted to, you know, pass through this particular city. And they restrained him from passing. Uh, the disciples knew a bit of scripture. They said to the master, they said, master, this is the type of times we have to command fire. Let there be respect here. Kai menini. Fire. Fire. (laughs) And they had reference. Say just as Elijah did. Go on 55. But he turned and rebuked them and said what? You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. That is why I don't want to presume to be a judge. But there are some prayers a Christian will pray. We must find out where his own head office is. When a Christian is always praying, it makes me lower my regard. Lower my regard because there's some prayers a Christian will pray. I'll start looking at him or her somehow. All my enemies. The truth is that me, as you're looking at me, I don't even notice my enemies. I don't even, where are they? Do you understand? I have enough enemies inside. And the one who is fighting the ones outside is more than capable. Why should I dissipate energy? The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations of every high thing that exalts itself. Then he says, being what? Ready. Having a readiness to avenge every disobedience. When what? Your own obedience is what? 
if the Lord delights in me, when a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord, his enemies become his cheerleaders. Enemy You know? Just, you go to the God most high. Eh? The God who dwells in light unapproachable. Sovereign God. And you're saying, Lord, please let this enemy fall. He'll be looking at you. Do you know where you came? Do you know who you came to? Do you know who you came to? The other day on our table, you know, we had some ants. And then we had honey there. So my wife was saying, could it be that these ants, original honey, these ants don't go to original honey because their ancestors have told them how the bees will deal with them if they touch their honey. You know, ants like sweet things, but they don't touch honey. They taught them well. Their ancestors had told them, in your life, when, you know the way we tell our children, as you they pursue sugar, 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 no go near honey. Bees are terrible. <laughs> your God is mighty. Do you understand? Your God is awesome. Your God is powerful. Your God is beyond, I don't know which word. He's too mighty. You focus on him. One of the things we are, you know, you and I are, being the church of God, you know who you are? You are the bride of Christ. You're the bride of Christ. Bride of Christ. In fact, I even like that word now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know what he say? He say the marriage hasn't even consummated, so no see finish. Not the wife, oh. That means I'm the one, you know, he's, you know, courtship side. That's this is mine. Don't come close. And then an enemy will be. And then Jesus will wait for me to pray dangerous prayers. No, no. What the bride should occupy with is what? Pleasing me. Just please me. Leave those. Uh, I will teach them a lesson. Okay? So it says you, you don't know what manner of spirit. You don't know. It says the agenda of this director is to save. The son of man did not come to destroy, but to save. But will people be destroyed? They'll be destroyed by their choices. They'll be finished by their choices. Calamity will fall on them by their choices. It will be by their choices. They will not say, ah, because the Christian. No. The Bible says concerning our God, it says, vengeance is what? Is mine. Do you know? That is possession. We say vengeance. He didn't say, I avenge. Praise the Lord. He didn't say I avenge. He says it's my own. What he says is my business. That's what I do. I know how to recompense. He says I will repay. Say leave it for me. Somebody you're in church today and some people have done things that hurt you. Tonight receive the grace to do what? To leave it for him. It's his business. It's his hurtful things. You know, it's so easy because maybe I'm able to say this thing because maybe nobody has really hurt me. I, I, think, I think maybe even my enemies love me if they are there. I don't know. You know, sometimes I hear somebody say something. I don't even notice. That's the truth. But you see, I know there are cases where people have done terrible things to you. Somebody here, let me beg you. You are not equipped to repay. You're not equipped to repay. He is what? The one who says, vengeance is my office. I repay. Leave it to him. I told us some time ago, if you knew the terror of God and how he deals with adversaries of his and his children, you will intercede for your adversaries. 
You will ask him, God, please take it easy. Eh? Is that enough? I'm not that angry again. Praise the Lord, somebody. <clears throat> Praise Jesus. So the long and short of this account is that there's a plan. And you and I should mind ourselves with the path we are playing. The role we are playing in this plan. And in that book we looked at in Esther, very interesting point that I just want to pick. Please, when you go home, read the whole story. I believe the Holy Spirit will mean it. That in Esther, you know, we, the, the, the beautiful things we find in this story could not have happened except for Esther chapter 2. Come with me to Esther chapter 2 from verse 5. Verse 5 says, In Shushan the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. He said, Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. Now, people of God, Mordecai was not under obligation to do that. At that time, he was doing that. Esther was a burden. Let me hear you say burden. She was a burden. So Mordecai took on this burden. Nothing told him that is the future queen you're raising. The Lord said to tell you, despise not little things. You know, like we try to remind ourselves on Sunday. It's so easy when we talk about Nigeria to look at the ministers, to look at the uh, governors, to look at the commissioners, to look at the president, to look at the VP. If Nigeria was dependent on the way you run your business, will it be a prosperous nation? Will NLC be battling for 30,000 minimum wage? What is your own minimum wage? What is your principle of employment? Is there nepotism and tribalism? What are you doing in your own corner? If they said, now, 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 we want to use your home as a model to solve the problem of Nigeria, will we be shouting hallelujah? Or will we be saying from frying pan to fire? Mordecai, he said, that, thank you, he said there are no small roles. That's what he said to tell us. There are no small roles. There are no negligent roles. There is no part of it that he said, no, leave that one. It doesn't matter. If Mordecai had not taken up this young girl and taken her in, they were all slaves, every man for his own. But Mordecai said, no father, no mother. Come. And the Bible said he raised her as his daughter. What is there that you can do now that, you know, it might not mean much, but it might be what the plan needs, what this grand scheme of thing needs. So you're in church. You don't even, you know, let me use the word tight, please. But you don't support the work of God. And then you're saying, Nigeria, in this little place where you are, if they announce anything, you're just buying car, you know, buying perfume, buying hair. Hmm? All your money, you're chopping yourself. Then you're insulting the minister. That's what you do when you get, you won't pay anything. You won't contribute. You're a small thief. Enjoying without consideration. No, it's true. Don't laugh. Everything that is in church is a contribution from somebody. Then you come in here, your car is the biggest or your hair is the longest or your perfume. You know, you're, you're looking at pastor now, you're checking the combination of the suit and everything. You want to match it. But have you matched the giving? Have you said to yourself, okay, but this place I am now, this is happening, that is happening. Who are the people bringing this money? I must be part of them. And then Nigeria is waiting for you. They can't depend on you. He that is faithful in least is also what? Faithful in much. How much have you served here? 
I want to serve my country. I want to serve my fatherland. Serve your church land. Serve your neighborhood land. Serve your office land. That office, are you giving the best in that office? You're waiting till you become commissioner. You'll be commissioner for nonsense. Because you're already, yes, you're giving the least. Praise God. We can laugh about it. He that is neglect, he said, the Lord said to me, this robe, he said, there are no small roles in this agenda. There are no small roles. Neman, the, the warrior that God made to come to the prophet for his healing. Who brought him there? It was a nanny. For that nanny's word to be taken serious by her madam, she must have been an exemplary nanny. She didn't say, God is punishing me in this house. She said, God has planted me in this house. What value can I add? There are no small roles. And for your sake, let me let you know, the role you think is big might not even be as important in the scheme of things as the role you have. Young lady, just that a brother tries to sleep with you, and he has everything, you have no reason to say no. You know, he brings the whole money and you say no, might be a role. The day that man is being tempted, you say, but there are some people in this country that are different. You can be a witness that there is a church in Nigeria that they are different people. There are no small roles. There are no private roles. No role is private. Don't say this is my house. This is my life. It's not your life. If Esther was not a virgin, if the king found out, they would have killed her that night. There are no small roles. If you read on in that verse, chapter 2, that same chapter 2, when we read down, let me show you something else that is very important. In verse 10, the Bible says, Esther had not revealed her people of family, for Mordecai had charged her what? Not to reveal it. Simple obedience. If she had gone and they said, ah, why are you so different? Why is the skin of, ah, they don't you know I'm half cast? But they say, don't tell anything. Did it make any sense not to say where she was from? So why didn't she say it? Mordecai said, don't say. In the role that you're going to play, for it to be successful, there has to be little obedience in small things. Lord, I want to be a deliverer. I want you to use me. Are you obeying in the small things? Have you disqualified yourself already? Maybe if she had said she was a Jew, the handlers of the Harlem would have said, go, 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 go. We don't want slaves here. Little things like that. The Lord said, tell them, there are no small roles. Yes, it's easy. Everybody has Buhari in their mouth. Everybody has, you know, Buratai and, you know, Guarantai, all of them. All of them in their mouth. What of your own role in your own area? How are you playing that? Because they add up. Brother, they add up. They add up. In your house, you're the commander-in-chief. Is there freedom of expression in your house? Some of us husbands there, if people are laughing and you come in, Everybody must keep their mouth shut. Then you swing like this and look at their face. How dare you? And then you're talking about where you don't have gone. No. All you have is beard. <laughs> and the road can't pass anybody just because you have beard. I'm the man. There are no small roles. You have to play that husband role so that if God says, I'm going to answer Nigeria, by the way, you're, that you're, you're husbanding your wife and you know, parenting your children. Nigeria will be better. Somebody say amen. amen. Receive that grace. And also as a woman, how are you doing your wife role? Eh? If you're just minister, you know, with no deal, but say the real. But if your own is just enjoyment, ah, even if we have to borrow, let's enjoy. 
Then you want them to promote you to minister of finance in Nigeria. You will borrow us into trouble again. Praise the Lord. You must manage the home. See that things are conserved. Let's save money. Let's save for tomorrow. You know, let's save for... That's what it is. God said to tell them, you're doing Nigeria now. Can we take you and say, let it be unto Nigeria as it is with you. Esther, don't say where you come from. Bam. That was the saving grace. The first time the king heard she was Jew was in that hour. The shock was too much for him to process that Jews were slaves. Maybe that was what the, the fasting was for, to just erase it. You know, the man was ruling over 120 provinces. So he didn't know which one was Jew again. If he had known, he would have said, hey, man is right. They should obey. Verse 15 says, now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Higai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. She requested nothing. But what he guy, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. She requested nothing. Didn't she have a mind of her own? Didn't she have things she liked? Didn't she have her own, you know, right to choose? But she said, what you say, I will do. Brethren, nobody else knew the king like that eunuch. He had been attending to his needs for long. So this young girl was ready to drop her own preferences so that she can take advice. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. And many times what the Holy Spirit is telling you and I is not what we will wish. But the Holy Spirit knows this story. We say there is a grand plan, Abby. He knows the story. He knows how to navigate it. And the Bible says, as many as are led of this Holy Spirit, they are what? They are the sons of God. For us as a nation, let us desire and pray. Let's rise on our feet as we run. That we will be led of the Spirit. Lord, not my will, but your will. He knows the path. He knows the story. He knows the future. He knows tomorrow. He knows all of it. Lord, in this season that you're looking for, we began by saying, no battle is lost because of the enemy. Is lost because God can't find somebody. Tell yourself, Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, I'm available to you. And I'm not waiting till I get to that high place. In my little place now, as a worker in the church, as a brother, as a staff in my office, you're working, wherever you're working, are you a blessing there? Are you a productive employee? Are you a, you know, are you a considerate employer? You know, ask the Lord, Lord, help me that where I am now, I will be a blessing. Make me a light. Make me a light. Make me a light. Make me, Lord, de, de, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me so that when the much comes, when the exalted, when the increase comes, when the promotion comes, I would have been used to being used by you. Lord, use me now. Use me now. I make myself available. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. And as we do that, we can begin to thank him already. Because we know he will hear us. We know he will answer us. We know that he has us already in the plan. He says, and we know all things. Lord, I thank you for where I am now. My circumstance today is not hidden to you. It's in the plan. I receive grace. 
Lord, I receive grace. Lord, we thank you as a church for great heights that you have prepared for your children. Lord, large places, the place of enlargement that you have ordained for us. Lord, we receive the sensitivity. Lord, to be followers, to be guided by your spirit, to enter into that place, to accomplish what you say to accomplish. That let us play our part. Lord, do not replace me. Do not replace me. Lord, thank you, Lord. For in my, in my country, Nigeria, you have somebody. You have somebody. Your word says your eyes run to and fro upon the whole earth. It's searching for the one whose heart is loyal that you might show yourself strong. Tell the Lord, find me. Lord, find me. Find me, O Lord. Find me. Find me. Find me, Lord. Find me. In Nigeria today, find me. In my home today, find me. Lord, in my place of work, find me. In the scheme of things, find me, O Lord. Begin to thank him. Lord, we'll give you praise. We know that you are in control. 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 Because we know that victory is yours already. We know that victory is yours. We know that victory is yours. Lord, we'll bless you. Lord, we exalt you. Thank you, O Lord our God. For in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Amen. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158404. You can find us online at www that the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.